0: You're listening to the Nice Girls CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Benavidez, and I am so passionate about women and maybe a few good men too, who are ready to live on purpose and make an impact. So if you want to be a leader in the world and build a business that makes a difference, and you want to be bold and confident so you can show up and stand out, then this is the place to be. Ready? Let's go. All right. Today's guest is definitely one of my favorites. Vicky Louise is here today to talk about how to achieve more in less time while getting plenty of time off. And if you know me, you know that I love time off. You know, I love enjoying my life and my family. And I don't know if you do know this, but I feel like sometimes I'm a bit lazy because I do enjoy my rest, my downtime, my naps, and my relaxation. Well, Vicky calls it strategic laziness, which is a little bit of a better title than being lazy. Let's tune in to Vicky's chat with me. I know you're going to love it. Let's just go. All right. All right. It's time for another Nice Girl CEO podcast. And today I have a special guest and we're talking about something that we all struggle with. And it's this idea, concept, or whatever it is around time. And how time is always the thing that we're chasing, but we can never catch it. So Vicky is our guest today, and she's going to be teaching us all the things about how to really optimize our time so that we're getting more done, but more things that actually matter. And then we also have more time to chill and do the things that we love, which y'all know is my thing to do. Like, I love to relax. I love to travel. I love to live life. So Vicky, welcome to Nice Girl CEO.
1: Thank you. So honored to
0: be here. appreciate you. Oh, I appreciate you too. And I'm really, like I said, excited. I talk a lot about, you know, time management, although that's probably not really a thing. We can't really manage time, but just like, what are we doing with it? You know, time is so valuable and we're always just trying to figure it out. And so I really love when I get to talk to someone who has just tangible, actionable ways of looking at time and seeing how we can change the story so that we have more of it and enjoy more of it more importantly.
1: Yeah, I think like it's really interesting for everyone listening to think about how often they say or hear other people say something along the lines of I don't have enough time, which could also be I'm too busy or now isn't the right time. Like we use time as this surface level story. And Mm. I say this with with love, like with no judgment. Mm -hmm. I was like the guiltiest of this, which is why I know this, but just how often we're using that and giving time, basically responsibility
0: for creating results. Totally. I mean, I'm still guilty of this regularly. So it's like a constant effort for me to be, not even effort, just like an intentional choosing that I want to get better at but I definitely still struggle. So this is, I mean, like I I always say, I have my pen and paper ready. I'm taking notes as well today because I'm excited to learn from you. But before we dive into all of the goodness, just real quick, can you share a little bit about your story, how you got started and, mm-hmm. you know, what we're going to be chatting about today?
1: Yeah, sure. So I, my background was corporate and I started coaching in 2016 and I was doing general coaching. And then I went into, I actually wound up having panic attacks and mm. didn't really know what they were. So I started actually focusing on anxiety and procrastination and how those two things went together and how we can get things done with anxiety. And then it, as it evolved, and as I saw my client's results, I was like, ah, what I'm really helping people do is achieve more in less time, like remove the fluff, remove the distractors and really focus on their time on and then get plenty of time off. And like, maybe you can see, see which, which one you sit in, but most people that come to me either sit in, not focusing on their time on or not really taking time off.
0: Mm, I probably fit more into the first part. Mm -hmm. I feel like I, and I've been talking about this a lot with like different clients and things like that. I just finished reading Atomic Habits and one of the, like, the biggest things that I loved about it, well, so much, but one key takeaway was that so many times we're in motion, but we're not in action. And while I've heard that concept before, most people say, like, don't be busy, be productive. Like I hear it, but the whole in motion part really stuck with me because I'm definitely like that. I feel like, oh, I'm outlining a new program. It's going to be so good. Here are the emails that I'm going to send. Here's what we're going to cover. But then the action part isn't happening. We're like, that's where the results come from. So it's like, what am I focusing on when I'm actually working? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, listen, it's not just you. And the reason why this is such a like phenomenon is because we are never, we are taught to use time. So what we do as kids and in school Mm -hmm. is like, our time is all accounted for, And when we graduate or go into entrepreneurship or whatever point, no one's like, hey, here's actually how you optimize it. Here's how you make strategic decisions. Here's where you get like, you know, the most bang for your buck. Here's, you know, the priorities. Here's why resting is important. Here's how to set yourself up for the most impact. All of these things, like it's just something that we are not taught at all. So for anyone listening that's relating, like, yeah, we we literally... Aren't taught it. And then on top of that, it's widely accepted as a society, in schools, oh, yeah. in businesses, as like, as a store this story and this excuse and this thing that we don't have control over.
0: Love, love, love. So good. I'm glad I'm not alone. And I know everyone listening is feeling the same way. So, one of the things that I know you talk about is like how to stop hustling and then, like you said, actually achieve more while doing less. Like, that's music to my ears. I've never been a fan of that hustle word. I know a lot of people use it, but I I like naps. I like relaxing on the beach. I like leisure. I like being lazy to be honest. And so achieving more while doing less is just always the goal. So I'm excited to hear about your tips on that and like really how to do that. And I, so let's start there. Like what can we do? to stop the hustle and what is it going to take for us to get more done in less time
1: yeah so I think it's really important that we start by defining hustle so when I do this for my people and we actually break down like think about the words the Mm -hmm. word hustle and how we use it right a hustle is literally like if I think about New York and they have like the cup with the ball in it and you have to guess which one that's called a hustle it's like a scam it's a fraud and so we've like glamorized this word that really another another definition is to like force or push people out of a room like they were hustled out of the room they were pushed and forced out of the room so it's just interesting that we've like literally glamorized this word without even almost looking at, at the meaning behind it and Ooh. how it shows up in, <laughs> right? and how it shows up um, in my clients how I really narrow it down for them is hustle is not actually about the hours you work or the number of tasks you do it really is about attaching your self-worth to a result so when you are thinking i'm not good enough and then you are trying to do all the things to prove that you are good enough that's hustle when you Mm. are thinking oh it's going to get better when i get there so i'm going to sacrifice everything now in order to get to this better place that's hustle um And unfortunately, or fortunately, what we know is our brain builds habits. So it's very easy to say, oh, I'm just going to work 15 hour days now. And then once I get there, I'll slow down. No, no, no. Like our brain, our our brains are creatures of habit and overworking can be as addictive as over drinking or overeating. It's just that it's a bit more glamorized by society.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm totally getting like a, convicted feeling right now because I talk about how much I love my work which I do and I use that as my excuse to to work in the times that I know I want to relax and be with my family and do other things but then I'm like well I love work so I'm just going to do a little bit more I'm just going to you know write another piece of content or whatever it is like whatever the thing is whether it's urgent or not I identify here totally Yeah. So a lot
1: of my clients say that, well, I love it. And it's really like, well, you can love your husband and not have to spend every minute with him. Right.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And also like one of the things I teach my clients is diversifying their time because you end up, it actually ends up improving your performance. This is what we're speaking about, right? Achieving more, doing less. But really there is that awkward time where you stop working in those nooks and crannies or just doing this odd thing here and there and you are left with this like empty time and it's uncomfortable. So often we're just like, oh, I guess I'll just work and it's productive and it's accepted and all of these things. And what we're really not doing is allowing our brain space for imagination and creativity. We're just like, like I said, we're just using that time, filling it up instead of creating space. And learning how to optimize it so you are definitely not alone there Uh, very relatable I'm sure for your listeners as well
0: yeah I definitely think so I hear I have this conversation so much with my clients just with my general audience on social friends family like this is just such a wide reach that anyone listening is going to be learning so much here so thank you Vicky keep going
1: (laughs) So, the, so the premise is in that sense is when we, we can decide, one of my statements is I say, how long do things take as long as we fucking let them? Mm. And really what I mean by that is how often, and maybe I'll just even ask you, how often have you had like a deadline that's a few weeks out and like you've waited until the last minute and got it done?
0: My whole life, every time I'm yeah. such a procrastinator and... And I will even admit the next step that I know I use that as an excuse as well, because then I always say like, well, sometimes I do my best work when I procrastinate.
1: Yeah, but even then, if, if we actually measured how long it took you, it might be like, oh, I got it all done in 10 hours. And then once you know that, you get to pick when those 10 hours are. So it may be that you say, I have three weeks for this deadline, and I'm not going to start it until two and a half weeks. But you've owned that decision up front instead of spending three weeks judging blaming shaming arguing negotiating starting stopping procrastinating so there's a huge we save so much time out of judgment out of shaming out of negotiating when we just commit to what how long things are going to take us and when we're going to do them
0: so good <laughs> i know that and not even i know so i know that i know is not a good phrase to say so i receive that and i thank you for that information
1: Yeah, I'm actually really glad you said that, because it's even interesting for your listeners, one thing I would say, like, when we go to, there's so much news and information out there, and all of these tips and tricks and all of this stuff about time and time management. And whenever you are approaching something, you want to approach it as though you don't know anything. When we come to listen to a podcast, or work with someone or join a program or whatever it might be. And we're like, Oh, I know this, I know this, I know this. That's our brain shutting down and it, when it shuts down we're not able to learn anything so it's so good I'm so glad you mm-hmm. mentioned that because we do get very caught up and like yeah but I've heard this before I've heard this before but unless you are implementing it unless we are doing exactly. it like we don't know shit
0: no nope, we really don't <laughs> 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 yeah so shout out to my best friend Felicia she's the one who taught me that that whole, I know thing. And the only time that she says you should say it is when you get a compliment and you're agreeing, like, I know girl. <laughs> I love
1: that. So good. So what ends up happening then is we have, can you see how we've taken three weeks and we've turned it into 10 hours? You mm-hmm. can put those 10 hours when you want, but like you are choosing when they are. And what that means is you have more time to take off. And one of the things I have my clients do, and one of the things I recommend everyone listening to this is actually schedule non-work time. Like if you tend to hustle and work more, then make a commitment that like, I'm actually not even going to check my emails after 6 p.m. on a Wednesday. Like it's just not happening. There's nothing, no computer is being open, no phone, like any of my work notifications are being switched off. And that's highly uncomfortable, right? Because we do enjoy work and we associate so much of our identity with work. But that's like, The investment you are making in more relaxing time off, which is actually resting your brain to focus more on your time on. It's kind of like in the gym, you know, um people Mm. lifting weights, they lift their weights and that like breaks. I don't know this full science of it, to be honest, like of what happens to their muscle, but I know that they they um pick up the weights and it like breaks down their muscle. And then in the rest period is when the muscle regrows.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's the same
1: for our brains.
0: That is why I do my best work after a long nap, right?
1: A million percent, all yes. for napping. Like it's really, again, like, you know, a lot of the stories out there, you even mentioned the lazy word. Like We, we treat it as though it's a super negative thing, but actually mm. it can be really strategic. I wrote down strategic laziness. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like really, if if we think about the most productive day, is it to be like, oh, I'm going to work nonstop from eight till six? Or is it? I mean, we know, right? Research shows that having breaks rejuvenates us more than just continuing going and going.
0: Yeah, you're so right. Yep. I mean, you're right on point here. I actually I actually do schedule my non-work time. Just very recently started doing that. I block out time to go step away and actually eat lunch. And I I block out like at least three hours every evening for family dinner and just unwinding. And I don't always come back to work after that. Like I, I actually go to sleep really early. So it's usually I'm done. Sometimes I will work a little bit after my girls have gone to bed, but The other thing about that, though, is like really sticking to it because it's easy to tell yourself, well, yeah, I'm supposed to go eat lunch right now. But, you know, just let me check one more email and then you get distracted and you go down this rabbit hole. So it's really about making the decision and creating a habit around it. So going back to like what you were even talking about in the beginning, it's it's the habits that we need to build around how we're working in our time.
1: Yeah. And I love what you just said as well, because anyone that's listening that wants to implement some of the things we've spoken about, you are going to fail. It's not, it's not going to work that you put like, go for lunch in your diary or like, don't check phone after 6pm. And you don't do it sometimes. It's the same as like any diet, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, you're going to slip up, you're going to do it. And when you do, you have two options. One is to judge yourself. And the other is to problem solve. why did this, I get really curious. Okay. I said I was going to take lunch and then I didn't. Why, where was it coming from? Like what was going on in my head? Was I thinking like, I'm never going to get this done or I'm not good enough, or this isn't good enough. Like what was going on? And then how can you problem solve for it in the future? So really one of the, I think, and I've seen it countless times with my clients, like the quickest way to learn is to commit and to fail your way to success. And what we do because of how our brains are wired to avoid failure at any cost -hmm. Through our evolution, so what we do is we don't commit in case we fail, and then we fail.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so true. You know, I have to say, Vicky, one thing that I'm loving about this conversation is that while you're dropping a little bit of science knowledge, because it is like researched, right? There's books about it; it's proven, and all of that. The way that you're sharing it is just very. Easy to digest. So I just want to say that because I know that I appreciate simple and effective over anything. I know a lot of people nerd out on the science piece and the numbers and the data, but I really appreciate this. So thank you for that.
1: Oh, thank you. That's so lovely. And yeah, <laughs> I love that you use the word simple and effective because that's how we want to approach our time. I'm just gonna give you an example actually that's not, nothing to do with time for everyone listening. I wanted I want to lose a few pounds. And my options were to like go to like download an app and negotiate everything I'm eating or wait what I'm eating or have five meals a day. Or my option was to do intermittent fasting where, you know, the, the style that I've chosen is 15 hours or 16 hours of fasting a day. So basically mm-hmm. I just have lunch and dinner and that's what I'm doing because it's simple and effective. So can you see how my brain actually gets to think about food less? Whereas what we tend to do is make decisions. Like mm-hmm. let's say, you know, to lose a few pounds where we think about food more and it's the same with our time for everyone listening and for you lisa like what's something you could do where you can think about time less because probably every person spends five hours i always say to people if you join my program you'll get five hours a week back and it's a gross underestimation because we probably spend five hours a week thinking about how we don't have enough time so even just changing that (laughs) is going to be huge um and a lot of when we're trying to you know like you said do time management What I find, unfortunately, a a lot of people focus on, I call it focusing on the pennies, like, you know, scrambling for those minutes and I've got 10 minutes here. How can I optimize that 10 minutes instead of taking that like high level view of, you know, am I getting enough rest this week? Am I giving enough focus time this week? Have I set my three priorities and am I committed to just those three priorities? And if you do that on a weekly basis, because like seven days is a very short amount of time to get to redo your priorities, right? if you you keep it super simple like that, it is what makes it highly effective. So I love that you put those two words together.
0: Yes. This is like gold right here. I mean, just even what you just shared could be this whole episode and we're done. We're done. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 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 Mic drop. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And, And you're right. We do focus on all of those scramble moments. And I mean, I get it. I have three kids. I'm a wife, I manage a home, everyone's home now. Like there's a lot on my plate. My mom was just kind of scolding me about this last night. Like you have so much going on and you keep taking more on and got to take care of yourself. And it's like, mama's right. And this Mm -hmm. is for all of us, you know, like take those 10 minutes to walk outside, get some sunshine, Mm -hmm. do a stretch, drink some water journal, like our higher level activities are going to get us so much further. And I think that and I know, okay, let me say, this is just for me, but I feel like a lot of people can relate is that we want that big thing so badly because that's our goal. That's our vision. Like we hold on to it. And we don't realize that by trying to, to like take too big of a leap to get there, where we're hustling, where we're doing all those things, where we're scrambling in every minute that we can, we're actually taking longer to get there because we're not focused on the right things. And we're not taking those smaller steps that get us there so much faster.
1: Right. And it's like our ability to be aware and to be conscious and to be reviewing what's working and what's not working in the moment. And based off what you just said, one of my clients last week, so she's got a business, she's also a carer and she's got kids and she's homeschooling. And she Mm -hmm. shared last week, like, oh my God, I've literally got my work done in 50% of the time. I didn't think this was even possible for me. Like, it's um it's blow my mind but it really is that whole premise of actually again studies show that when we give ourselves less time to do something we do it in that time I even think about like super reading and you know super reading or whatever it's called like fast reading and how they're Mm -hmm. speaking about how we can read so much quicker and actually when we read quicker we pay more attention because what happens when we give ourselves too long to read something or too long to create a post or too long to finish a paper or whatever it might be, our brain has wandering time and daydream time and indecision time and negotiation time. And that's why what I spoke to you about with that 10 hour task, instead of doing it maybe at the end of the three weeks, if you're like, okay, that's happening next Monday, Tuesday, this week, you're able to focus on the other thing, knowing it's happening next week. And then in those two days, if that's all you give yourself for it to be done, it gets done. Or even if you know you're doing it at the last minute, commit to doing it last minute be like, yep, we're going to get this done on the last two days. And, you know, it removes all the time Mm -hmm. spent negotiating. And what we end up with is actually higher quality work. So that's always really fun to see.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to give you some shout outs here real quick. You have a podcast, you have a program that we, we just didn't miss out on because I know you just launched but we will have an opportunity again. So I want everyone to know where to go find you, what you have going on so that they know what to be on the lookout for, how they can connect with you. And everything's in the show notes. So don't worry about you know scrambling to write this down. Just just listen and then you can go click all those links in the show notes. But tell us a little bit about your podcast and, and things that you have going on.
1: Yeah, so actually my program is now Lifetime Access. So I made that decision, I think mm. since I spoke to you about being on the podcast, which is really fun.
0: So it's called Mm -hmm.
1: Time Hackers and it's really do less, achieve more in the simple way. So really going more into everything that we've spoken about today. And like I said, you know, the premise is get five hours back a week, but really most people get 50% of their time back. Um, And the links for that will be in the show notes, vikiluise.com forward slash group. You can also connect with me on Instagram at vickilouise underscore underscore underscore, which we'll add in the show notes because I spell my Vicky differently and um my podcast as well which is fuck anxiety and get shit done
0: ooh, ooh. that's what we want to do here <laughs> ladies <laughs> awesome and while everyone's doing all that i also want to make sure that you we talk about the free gift that you're sharing with us so you have a guide that we can mm-hmm. all download what is, what is in here what can we find there
1: Yeah. So it's the free fuck anxiety guide. And what it is, is like, like you said, it's like a paragraph of like a little bit of the breakdown about why anxiety exists. So we can just spend less time judging ourselves and just really understand how our brains evolved without too much information. It's really high level, but it's really like, it amazes me that we aren't taught about our brains more. So it's kind of like everything you need to not judge yourself about being a human um, uh, and having anxiety okay. and then also I break down the exact questions that actually I use myself to pull myself out of panic attacks and having panic attacks every day to I mean my last one was like now June 2019. so often you know when we're ambitious women and we have big goals and we're high achievers um we actually are inviting anxiety in and I speak more about it there so I won't go too much into it here but really it's like, The hustle is coming from anxiety. The procrastination is often coming from anxiety. Like it's, it's a good resource for everyone.
0: I'm going to grab that for sure and probably share it even with my daughter. She actually goes through a lot of anxiety and and panic attack moments. She hasn't had like a really bad one, but still for her, you know, she's only twelve, almost thirteen, and it's like you are way too young, my love, to be feeling this way. And I don't have the tools to help her, so. So I
1: highly, highly recommend that you listen to the first podcast episode and you share it with her because it's just so like it's literally I literally created that podcast because there was there was a lot of information about anxiety, but it was all very disempowering and very problematic. Mm. And like, have a listen to that episode, and, and you'll see how it's like the story we end up building about anxiety can be way more harmful than the anxiety itself like we literally evolved to have anxiety nothing's gone wrong like once so if you can like avoid or like start step in and remove the judgment layer, because we end up with anxiety about anxiety basically right exactly
0: she like freaks herself out from feeling freaked out for nothing most of the time so that first episode will be perfect for her for sure Yes, we will do that. I will ask her to listen to that with me tonight. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of this, Vicki. It is, this was, I love being transparent. So I have had my podcast for two years, like I had just shared with you before we, we started this. And my audience knows I'm, I'm very open about everything. And I get really excited and I go through phases of like getting it all done. I have the, I have guest experts on, I have solo episodes, and then I burn out and I don't do them, and I take a long break, and and then I finally like get back on track and I do the same thing again. So this is like my the second time that I'm coming back at it, coming up on my two year birthday, March first, and I'm so I'm really excited about this. And this was my first guest recording, so I just want to say thank you because this is like this is why I do what I do is like for these kinds of conversations and the magic that we're putting out into the world when we come together like this. So. Really, really appreciate you, Vicky.
1: I really appreciate you. It's been so fun. I really thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Before we sign off officially, what's one thing we can go do today to take all the goodness? Like, where do we start? What's one thing that you think we should go do?
1: Okay, so pick one thing, anything. So I started with yoga. I start with meditation or even just start with playing a favorite song or going for a walk. Pick one thing that you can commit to doing every day, even if it's starting at two minutes or five minutes. It doesn't matter. It's again, it's building that habit and that that memory of like, A, you can do things on repeat. And B, when you do the same things and you just keep it to a short amount of time, you're going to benefit from the compound effect. And it's going to break all the stories and the barriers that you have around like, oh, well, if I can't do an hour, it's not worth it. Or if I can't do 30 minutes, it's not worth it. So um, everyone pick one thing. Lisa, do you have any ideas?
0: idea what yours would be? I was just thinking, um, I actually have like a list of the daily habits that I'm trying to build. So I'm just gonna share it. and it's a lot. So she's only saying to pick one thing, ladies. Don't follow me right now.
1: Wait, Lisa, I've... before you even go there, okay. I have to say, this is what goes wrong. Right? I love you for being this example. But this is what I see happen is, well, I want to do all the things. And so we go from zero to 100. And part of the reason why I say pick one thing and do it again and again is because what happens is you also build self trust. I've like, mm-hmm. oh, I said I'm going to do something and then I'm going to do it. And once you build that self-trust, it's way easier to add four more things. So I I just did yoga for a year and then added meditation. Like it was so easy to add because I built that relationship of When I say I'm going to do something, I do
0: it. Gotcha. Okay. So. so, so yes. So a lot of these things, let me say like I have six on my list and I'm going to say four of them I actually have been doing. So those are like been my consistent things for the last, uh, probably almost a year as well. So I'm adding two things. The two things that I've been adding are riding my bike for 30 minutes a day. And I know you said to start small, so maybe I should just, maybe I'm going to commit to five minutes. I'm going to start Mm -hmm. with five minutes, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And the reason Mm -hmm. that I have to, is I have rheumatoid arthritis. So the building of my muscles is really important to me, although I'm not a fan of working out. So it's like even the whole mindset thing around that. And drinking more water. So maybe I'm drinking my water while I'm writing.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting because like, it's like, well, I know I should be doing the 30 minutes, but 30 minutes is quite a lot of time. If you already feel like you've got a lot of things to do, Mm -hmm. but like five minutes, I'm just going to go around the block once. I live next to um, like this fountains courtyard thing and it's like a five minute walk around it. And it's so easy to be like, I'm just going to go get fresh air for five minutes. Our brain dismisses that kind of thing. But I think it would be so I'm, I, you have to definitely let me know how you get on with your five minute bike
0: ride. I will. I will. And I, I would also encourage everyone listening, um, choose your one thing and come and share it with us. You know, right. I you know I'm open to conversations on Instagram, so feel free to private message me or post it, declare it and tag both of us. But 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 make it something that you're doing and know that we're here to support you and cheer you on just as much as we want you to be cheering yourself on. Definitely. Yeah. All right, Vicki, thank you very much again. I think I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> we're going to wrap it up because I like simple and effective, right? We gave a lot of good stuff. We kept it simple. And you now I want people to take action and they're going to know where to find you and how to learn more and how to really hack their time <laughs> and get more done. So. Make sure you connect with Vicki and we will see you on the next show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd love for you to write a review and share it. Also be sure to connect with me in my Facebook group, Social Impact Squad, and follow me on Instagram at Nice CEO. Hope you have an awesome day. Go take action in reaching your goals